Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Welcome to the UMC Bible Study Podcast. I've got Christian again today, and we are moving along in the book of Philippians. Christian, how was your week? The week was pretty good, thanks. Got a lot done, and glad we can get into a little more into Philippians tonight. Yeah, me too, Christian. Well, today we are actually going straight into Philippians chapter 2, specifically verses 20 and 21. But let's do this. Let's read the verses again, and then we will actually link a lot of this back to what we went over in the past few weeks. And we want to really emphasize this point of like sold, or this point of same mind, which are in the previous verses. So Christian, do you have the verses 20 and 21 of Philippians 2? Yes. So this is Philippians 2, 20 and 21. For I have no one like sold who will genuinely care for what concerns you. For all seek their own things, not the things of Christ Jesus. That's perfect, Christian. Well, Christian, I'm going to open the floor because some translations say like him. But if you look at the Greek word, what he is saying is, I have no one like sold. So the emphasis is Timothy and Paul were not just like two guys working together in a business, but rather they were something closer to that. And that actually linked back to a couple of verses we saw in the beginning of Philippians 2 and the end of Philippians 1. So Christian, do you mind answering this question? Why is being like sold so important? So as one serving the Lord together, they became very like sold. And and why is that important, right? So we had talked about this a little bit near the end of chapter 1 of Philippians. And the book of Philippians, it's really focused on our experience of Christ. Paul is very concerned. He's very, he's very much writing about the believer's experience of Christ in these few chapters. And so what does that have to do with being like sold? That is our experience of Christ in the body of Christ. Uh, our experience of Christ as a member of the body of Christ. Our, our experience of Christ through the body of Christ. When we were initially saved, perhaps we did enjoy the Lord um, very much, and you know, and we do enjoy the Lord very much on our own in a certain way. I think the Lord eventually brings us to the church. And this is actually it's the goal for the Lord to have this corporate expression eventually, right? So, and then for us, we are able to experience Christ. Uh, in in such a corporate way. So that's where uh, being like sold comes into play. Good answer, Christian. That was really, really good. And I'd actually just want to piggyback on that 
exact same point. We know that personally, we can enjoy God. In fact, we need to enjoy God. We need to spend time with God in the Word. We need to spend time walking with God, conversing with God, praying with God, petitioning with God. But according to our own experience, most of the time, our deepest experiences of God is when we're with one another. And in fact, this was designed by God. You know, when God created man in the Garden of Eden, the thought there was that it was not good for man to be alone. Well, obviously, there are a lot of biological things that need to happen to have children. You need two people. And of course, in Ephesians 5, Paul, Paul is bringing out that the significance of Adam and Eve is actually a shadow of Christ in the church. But another way to look at that is God never designed us to experience him alone. There is this matter of the body of Christ. There is this matter of the church. And in the church, when we're all enjoying God together, that level of enjoyment with God is awesome. However, most of the time, what hinders that kind of enjoyment is often our soul. So I like what you brought up there, Christian. In the end of Philippians chapter 1, Paul is talking about having a walk worthy of the gospel, that they would have the same mind, right? And then in chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So even in just the beginning two chapters of Philippians, Paul has emphasized this matter of being like-souled, one mind, same love, over and over. And the reason he is doing this is when we are not one-souled, especially in this verse that you read, Christian, it says, I have no one like-souled because everyone is after their own things. Uh, let me read that again. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Paul here is not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about fellow Christians, right? fellow Christians that love God, fellow Christians that want to serve God. But in their soul, they were not one with Paul. They had their own interests. They wanted to build up their own ministry. They wanted to do all sorts of things, maybe even start a missionary faction on their own. And this actually caused a lot of problems. I don't know if you want to bring this up. Even in, we had some pictures of this in the book of Acts, Christian. In the book of Acts, the book of 1 Corinthians, actually, I, I really, I just thought of 1 Corinthians, the beginning of that, Paul's writing a letter to them and he says some of you are like some of the believers i'm of paul or i'm of apollos or i'm of peter and some say i'm of christ and you know there's there were factions forming in the church based on who they liked who they preferred to follow and that becomes a division that becomes a division in the body of christ and you had mentioned it in Acts, and we had been talking about there's a specific case in Acts 15 where for the first time Gentiles were believing in God. They it says Gentiles were receiving the Holy Spirit. And this was crazy because up until that point it was only Jewish people. 
And so the Jewish believers are like, okay, is this real? You know, like Gentiles have also received salvation from God. And immediately you had some Pharisees, some Jewish believers who also were Pharisees. who said, okay, well, we've got to give them the law. They need to be circumcised. They need to you know, follow the diet that we have. And it became a real source of division um, among the brothers. But, you know, I just want to mention, let me pull up the verse really quick uh, from Acts 15, 15, 25. It seemed good to us having become of one accord to choose men to send to you together with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Verse 28, first seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. So I think if, you know, if anyone wants to go to Acts 15, it's a great chapter. You kind of see it in action. People, we have different opinions. We have different souls. We have different ways of thinking about things. That's how it is. But these brothers, they, you know, there's a couple of great points, right? They became of one accord. And here, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. So obviously they were being headed up by Christ. So anyway, I, I think, you know, there's just some great examples of becoming like sold. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, exactly. Christian, that picture is awesome because, you know, I can see the, you know, the Pharisees, they were Jews. They had all this culture and religion about them. And when they believed in the Lord, obviously they were regenerated, they were saved. But they wanted to bring the old traditions, even the God-ordained traditions, they wanted to bring that into God's church. And I appreciated how this, like you said, this linked actually to verse 21 in Philippians 2, where it says, For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. It's not that It didn't say they all saw, uh, seek their own interests, not those of Paul. But he says, of those of Jesus Christ. And so going back to Acts 15, what happened was it said it seemed good to them. But in, then it followed with it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Meaning that them and the Holy Spirit had the same mind. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that, that point you brought up, Christian. They were being headed up, not by their religion, not by their culture, not by what their pastor said, you know, but they were being headed up by God himself. And again, it wasn't just one person and it was like, I've been headed up by God. Y'all need to follow me. But they were all praying together, coordinating together. And it was even said they were seeking God, seeking the spirit. And the spirit gave them all this feeling. And it sounds so mysterious. You're like, how did... How did this happen? But I, I can testify that this has happened even in my own experience. You know, maybe we want to go to UMC. You know, we have all this feeling about, oh, we want to start this table, do this, you know, open this and that. But after some coordination with some brothers and some praying, a, a mutual one feeling came about and it was like, no, let's just read the Bible. You know, all the frou-frou stuff we had in our ideas of what to do, that was not a God's interest. That was our interest to try to gain more people, maybe to be bigger, maybe to be more relatable, to be more attractive. 
But the feeling from the head was, no, let's just read the word together. And I would say that has really paid off, even in our Christian Bible study on campus. This matter of following God the head in coordination, learning to be one sold, this really uplifted my own experience of Christ. I don't know if you have any personal experiences of this too, Christian. Yeah, this is just, you're really touching on, it's, it's so practical, right? And this is really so practical, so applicable in our service to the Lord. I, I don't know where we all are in terms of a relationship with God, but at some point, you know, you're really touched by the Lord, seeing what he's done for us. And then eventually there's kind of a response like, Lord, I very naturally is like, Lord, I want to do something for you. Or, you know, and, and I think that's very good. And, and then we try to do something for the Lord, maybe on our own, but when then we enter in with others who are serving and then we, then we, and there's like a, I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like how this person thinks about how to do this. And why don't, why don't my ideas never get heard? Or I don't know that I, you know, just talking about from my experience, it, we can, you know, it's a, uh, it's a real learning. It's a real learning how to coordinate, how to fellowship with other brothers and sisters, people who are different from you. It's definitely not coming to a compromise of everyone's ideas. I, I, I've experienced plenty of that, <laughs> like outside of the church, but you know, it's, I really appreciate it. in the church, we're not, it's not coming to a compromise. We're not really taking a vote. We're we're all endeavoring to come to the Lord, to take the Lord as our head. And then we come together in fellowship. And then eventually, like, whatever is not the Lord's leading, there's no peace. And then everyone, we just all, I don't know how it happens. We just all kind of, amen, we have peace about this. And I, I, I think, uh, I just wanted to mention, you know, very practically, how does that happen? We, we, we pray together, right? That's a surefire way. I think we had mentioned that before. We want to touch our spirit. We want to touch the Lord together. You know, that's massive. That's the safest way to become one. Might I, add. I don't know how else to put it. And then praying together. And then we also, we all need to endeavor to see a, a vision of what we're doing. And it's not, it's not my vision of how we should do things, but we really need to come to the word and pick up a vision of, you know, what we're doing. And that becomes a, a clear controlling vision for all of us. Amen, Christian. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. And I just want to summarize what we went over today, including your point. Number one, it all starts with the Lord. The Lord is our head. We are not the head. At the end of the day, whose opinion matters? It's not ours, it's the Lord's. And thank God we read that God is not far away from us. He is actually living in each and every individual believer, especially, specifically in our spirit. And when we pray together, we read the word together, we exercise that spirit, that organ, and contact God together, then we give God the headship. We give God the feeling, you know, we give God the way to, to move. 
And maybe we all had the same idea and it was God's idea, but it's not so much the outcome. It's the matter that we checked with God first and we have God's blessing. And when we have that, then we can move on. We can move forward with what God is doing. And again, this has so much to do with our experience of Christ. And sometimes I think if our believers heard today's message, I mean, something might stir up and, and they'd be like, well, no, what about my opinion? What about my thoughts? And yeah, this is not an easy word to hear. But I just remember even the Lord, when he was on the earth, he says, he who wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So even this wasn't even Paul's idea. This wasn't something that Paul made up. It wasn't something that was made up in church history or, you know, a bunch of old elders just want to keep power. So this is how they do it. No, this was the Lord's words, even in the Gospels, that us as believers, we learn to deny our soul. We learn to deny what we want and our opinion and our feelings about things to seek him. And when we do that, when we all do that collectively, then God has a way to do something. Well, Christian, any closing thoughts that you have? I was just considering people who, who get their way all the time is usually not a good thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's really awesome being a member of the body. And it's just, we have these kind of checks and balances built in. It's, it's, it's really wonderful how the Lord really moves and operates in his body. And I think that's a really wonderful way for us to experience the Lord. Thanks for letting me join in on the podcast again. And, Looking forward to another time. Amen, Christian. Thanks. Your whisper, Lord, so softly sounding deep within my heart does burn. Let your stillness now subdue me that your feeling I discern. All idle thoughts and impure feelings Lord remove from mind and heart wash me in the crystal water and more life to me impart all hidden things that block my vision Rocks of self-ambition, pride Now expose and burn away, Lord By your look intensify Increase the weight of glory in me Let your spirit now transform that all things would not be wasted, but would work to save me more. Lord Jesus, oh, how much I need you. Thank you, Lord, that you are here, ever present as the body. I would always seek you.